<laughs> Hello and welcome to the Moving Iron Podcast. I've got John Womack here from Iron Solutions to talk about what's going on in the marketplace. John, how you doing, bud? Doing good, doing good. How about yourself? I can't complain anymore. It's been yeah. a uh, good start to the new year, man. Yeah. Twenty four is upon us here, and we're getting ready to head off into some great, some great things, I guess. As you are, let's run down real quick and take a look at what's happened with the marketplace real quick before yeah. we jump into today's topic. As you look at the marketplace right now, John, what do you what do you see out there that's that's really jumping out at you and saying, "Hey, we got to have a few things to watch here." Yeah, well, I mean, the first thing that's jumping out at me is roll crop tractor, large roll crop tractors. Um, I mean, you know, it wasn't too long ago that the market literally what was advertised out there got cut in half. Right. Um, and now it's, you know, it's rebounded so quickly. You see a lot more machines going, you know, that are being listed out there. Uh, a lot more machines, late model, low hour machines that are going, that are going to the auction block, you know, as well. Um, you know, and that, and that's what really jumps out at me because, you know, I mean, combines were the first, you know, were the first problem. Sure. Of course, I think they're everybody always, could predict. the first problem. Yeah. I think everybody predicted that, you know. Um, but it was, but right when, you know, combine started to fall off the ledge a little bit, you know, there was a lot of talk about what's going to be the next thing. Sure. What's, what's coming. Um, and so we've always continued to watch that and, you know, eight R's, uh, magnums, you know, all, you know, all of those, um, they were seeing, you know, historic highs. Of course we had historic price increases. Sure. Absolutely. You know, but, uh, historic highs. And, you know, now we're we're getting very, very saturated with those. Yeah. Um, so we're looking at that. But also, too, we're looking, you know, looking a little bit further. You know, I always say we want to be proactive other than reactive. Right. Um, so we're looking further to say, okay, so after large row crops, what's going to be the next the next thing? So yeah. uh, we're really paying attention um, right now to, to sprayers um, and all of your all of your nine R's, your Steigers, right. you know, stuff, uh, stuff like that. Just to see exactly, you know exactly what uh, exactly what happens there. I know that we're still a little uh, a little light on the four wheel drive market, uh, lighter on the track side than we are the wheel side, you know. So we're looking so we're looking at that. But I do know there's a lot of sprayer ordering that went on, you know, this past this past year. Um, so that's an indication. Just like when it, when there's a lot of ordering that went on on the combine side, that was an indication of what was to come. Just like on the uh, on the sprayer side, so we'll see how how all that shakes out, and you know what our data tells us. Yep, yep. So <clears throat> speaking of data, that's today's topic that we're going to hit on just a little bit here. Is um, as we're going through <clears throat> the year, and you're going through this, you get sold reports. Mm-hmm. The amount of sold reports you get is uh, give me a rough idea. How many? Like how many? How of of the dealers that are out there? How many sold reports do you think you're getting? In, in the- um, in a year, in a year, of course, that fluctuates sure. a little bit. Um, but you know, in a year's in a year's time, we'll see anywhere between a hundred and seventy five thousand to you know close to that two hundred thousand mark right. um, as far as sold data is concerned. Which, if you take in if you take into account the uh, the advertised listings, auction, and retail, uh, I'm sorry, and, and uh, you know, dealer sold uh, resale resale cash reports. Um, we're looking at that realm of like $21 billion, um, somewhere around in there. $21 like billion? $21 billion, okay. billion with a B. With a B, okay. Um, uh, on, the, on the actual just sold report right. side, um, we're looking at, we're looking in the realm of that, you know, that 14 to $15 billion with a B mm-hmm. um, dollar. So um, quite a bit, you know, quite a bit of data that we're, you know, that we're, uh, that we're looking at there that we're sifting through 
on a on a daily basis, and it comes in in real time. Right. Uh, you know, so I might look at uh, I might look at you know one of the regions here or there, and it's got you know this amount of sold data in it. Then I might go back an hour later, and that sold data is double or triple. Right. It's happened it happens every day. Right. Yeah. Yep. So when you're looking at when you look at the data that comes through, walk me through what data you're looking at. Well, first off, walk me through what data comes through to you. So like the very beginning, I yeah, guess you could so, say. Yep. So in the very beginning, so um, every single model um, starts with the pricing information that we get from the OEMs. Okay. Um, so we're working with all those OEMs um, on, on all that pricing information. So we, we so like, like to see. Deer, New Holland. Deer, case, yeah, Deer, New Holland, Case, Kubota, mm-hmm. um, Mahindra. Okay. All, you know, all those, all those folks, Coyote, all those folks. Um, and so when we get, so what we'd like to see is we want to know the standard specs. So we want to know how is that machine outfitted directly from manufacturer. That's number one. Um, number two, we want us to understand the base MSRP of that machine. Um, and number three is we want to understand the options for that machine. And number four, we want to understand the option pricing for that machine. And also inside of these, inside of these, uh, this pricing information, you know, that we get, that we get as well, it tells us like, hey, you can't have this option without this option. Right. So then we start to figure out, okay, so do we need to add these two together to make it a little bit more simple? And of course, if we do that, we do document that in our guide. We have uh, inside of the, inside of the guide, there is a, uh, there's a description box next to the option. So there's a little click down button. If you click that, look, click that button, it'll tell you exactly what's inside of that option. So right. since a lot of these manufacturers have went to like cat, like cab packages and stuff, sure. you know, so like, say if you're, you know, say if you're a John Deere guy looking at a case piece or vice versa, um, you know, you're, and you're not 100% sure what's inside that premium cab option or that right. deluxe cab option. Um, you can click that little, a little click down button and, um, and it'll tell you what's, you know what's uh, what's in there. We've that it's uh, that's a little new. We've been working hard on getting all that updated. Sure. Um, so if there is a model that you run into and it's not one hundred percent updated, uh, give us a little bit of time and we'll get we'll get all that. You know, we'll get all that updated. But for, at least for the past three years, you should probably should probably be seeing it. We do that on technology packages as well. So if you haven't picked up on this, Judge John's talking about, you guys have the actual price books from the manufacturers. Correct. So all the information <clears throat> that you're that you're putting into the guidebook and all the information coming from the guidebook. Is coming actually from the physical manufacturer that made it in the build codes, the code numbers, as well as the description of what each one of those codes. Yeah, as well as the the description, the standard specs. Um, you know, if you look at if you look under specs inside of the guide, it'll give you you know your tire sizes. It'll give you even down to engine horsepower. It'll give you um, it'll give you the base MSRP of that machine. Um, all of that comes from comes from the manufacturer. Uh, you know, we're not, we're not trying to take a bunch of sold data in and then try to formulate, you know, what our, what our spin is on it there. In order to do that, there were, you know, I don't want to say I know if you could do it, but I mean, in order to even think about doing that, there had to be a lot of assumptions. And, you know, if I am, if I am 99.9% sure that something's correct, it won't go in the guide um, until I have proof, um, written proof from somewhere from mostly from the manufacturer uh, that it's that it's correct, and that's on, and that's down to serial numbers as well. We all of our serial number breaks that are in our guide; those come directly from the manufacturer with a manufacturer letterhead. Um, and the main thing is, is that you know, there's a lot of things that are going on inside of that guide. 
Um, there's a lot of different models. There's a lot of different years that are attached to those models and so on and so forth. And, you know, we get a lot of questions about this, that, and the other uh, that's inside of that guide. And we have to have something to go back to. Right. And we have to have something to that is concrete uh, to be able to, to be able to stand on because there's a lot of people, a lot of our, a lot of our uh, customers are making very important decisions based on our guide, guide numbers, guide information that inside the guide. And we definitely understand that. And we want to give them the best data that we can possibly muster. Yep. And uh, I think one of the things that's really <clears throat> important to point out is not only you'd work with the dealerships, right? Obviously that's a big customer, but the other big customer you have are, are lending institutions, yep. not just the, your local bank, but, the JDS and the CNH Capital and those kind of folks like farm that, credit, yep. farm credit, those kind of folks that are actually doing a lot of that lending too, and they're using your books to do that. That's exactly. I mean, that's exactly right. I mean, you know, they're they're just interested. They're just as interested in those specs and the uh, the hour conversions, usage adjustments, and everything else, just like the dealer would, because you know the dealer doesn't want to end up over leverage with too much used sure. equipment, right? right? Just like the lender doesn't want to doesn't want to end up with uh, you know too much money on their books. Right. So it's you know when we talk about inventory stacking up, we talk about this, we talk about commodities, and how that's affecting lenders are very interested in that as well. Right. Um, you know because so they because they need to be able to make. Uh, the right decisions, you know, for themselves, so they don't become sure. over leveraged. Sure. Um, so they're definitely paying, a, you know, paying attention to this. I do get, you know, quite a few, quite a few phone calls, a lot of questions about, hey, where do you see this going? Where right. do you see that going? What's your data telling you? Right. Um, and you know, kind of like me and you've talked about, like, you know, the data, the data tells you one thing, and then you kind of have to get like your own thoughts right. out of it of like what you think is going to happen because there's, there's, you know. You want to be able to be concrete, you know, or something like that. You can make your assumptions, but your assumptions can't lead you down the path. That's that's right. that's exact that's exactly right. You kind of have to leave your leave your assumptions at the door. Right. Exactly. All right. So now you've got the you've got that information. You have the pricing information. So I'm a dealership. I sold a whatever combine or tractor mm-hmm. or whatever. I hit sold. I hit that button, and it goes to you. What what do you what information are you getting? So uh, so when we open up that sold report, we're checking it for a few things. We're checking it for the correct type make model year. Um, so the way that we're checking that year is obviously with the serial number break. Sure. Um, so make, so making sure, making sure that happens. We're also checking it for usage and we're checking it for the options. Now, if we do not have that, those, that criteria that I just explained, then that report is deleted. Now, um, now say we have a dealership that just sent us 500 reports or something like that. And almost every single one of them has an issue. So, you know, there's uh, there's a gentleman on my team. He will reach out to them, and he'll say, "Hey, you know, I just want to let you know, you know, this uh, this information is missing, you know, or something like that." And I would say nine and a half times out of ten, the dealer says, "Oh, you know, very sorry, we'll resend those." So they'll pull something out of their business system, you know, or something like that that has that information. They'll send them to us. It gets input to our system, and then we then we go that way with it. So after we checked it for that criteria, we'll go in, for instance, like on a combine. Uh, we'll go in and we'll start checking it for those checking it for those options. Right. And so let's just say you know it's a it's a John Deere combine and it's got, um, you know it's got five it's got uh, you know five five twenty rubber up front seven fifty rubber out back, um, twenty six foot unloading auger, uh, power folding grain tank, a power cast tailboard. Uh, let's just say we'll just leave it there and we'll just say we'll just say that. Well, all those options cost money. Okay, and actually, a combine that's at, that's like that is probably going to have four wheel drive as well. So all those options cost money, and if you're not taking those options into account, 
um, you're you're missing a humongous part of the picture. Right. Okay. Uh, I mean, you set you set two combines side by side. They can be the same year model, same make, same everything, same hours even. There can be a hundred thousand dollars difference in between the two, right. just because of those options. And we understand that. And since we have the the options, we have the option pricing and everything else from the OEM. That's what allows us to go in there and start pricing those options. So, so, and that's another way that we, that's how we look at our overall data. So we will, we'll go in there, we'll normalize what we call normalize the report, which means we take everything, everything out of it uh, as far as options and hours and stuff like that are concerned. And we, so we take those out of the cash value of the machine to bring it down to its base model. So now it becomes, so say we're, say we're talking about the, so you know, hold on, explain that part of list a little bit better. A little bit, little bit more there. So you're normalizing it, and you're taking – what are you taking out? We're taking the pricing of the options out of the cash value. Okay, okay. So you're just trying to figure out what the what the average price of the – What the average base price of the machine is. Okay, okay. So because – and the reason why we do that is because if you – that same situation again, you've got, you've got an S780 combine here, an S780 combine here, and there's $100,000 worth of options in between the two. How can, how can we figure out the trajectory of that overall S780 2023 market if if that you know if there's that big of a price difference in, in between the two that's based on options? Well, in order to figure that out on a holistic level, you have to take the options out of the out of the picture. So when we take the options out of the picture and it's an apples to apples comparison now, not necessarily an apples to oranges comparison, then then that's what tells us the overall trajectory of the actual of the actual market itself. So when you say when you say you're taking the options out, are you taking like the options that don't match each other out, or just you're just stripping it back down to the base? Just stripping it back, stripping it back down to the base. So so that's the reason why I have a team of I have a team of six people that's looking at that's right. looking at the sold data. Okay. Um, you know, we're just if it's got Powercast tailboard, whatever option value is for Powercast tailboard, we're taking that out of that of that okay. particular sold report. Okay. Same thing with the 26 foot unloading auger. Same thing with the tires. Yada 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 yada. Um, so you're stripping it back down just the, to a base machine. Base machine. Base base spec, base code machine. Base code base spec machine. Okay. All right. You know, and and like I said, we do that with we do that with every single piece of equipment that we get. Um, if we have we have the options and the specs on it, um, that's that's exactly what we do with every with every single one of them. So we can so we can look at the like I said the overall trajectory of the market, where it's going, and there's no other influencers out there. Right. That is influencing what's you know what's what's going on. Right. All right. So when you're when you're looking at when you're looking at the approach that you're going to sit back and take a look at the hour usage, right, and what that looks like. This people love to talk about this. Right? Yeah. And there there is a there's a misunderstanding as to what that actually is, right? So as an old user equipment guy, my my hour usage was based around several things recon being included in that mm -hmm. right explain how your hour usage how you come with your hour usage and and how do you how are you you know what's the how you formulated the, that that's yeah. the scenario so i'll start with you know the the feedback that i've gotten from dealers of what their hours is like what you were talking about right. you know you've got uh you've got normal depreciation in there sure you've got recon in there sure. and and you know and you're and you've you've got probably probably some more stuff in there that wrapped up for your for your dealership, right? Um, and every dealer's different, okay. but you know they've they've got all about three pillars of what they what they start with, and then they right. go from there. So for us, we take what I call a three step approach. So that base that 
resale cash or TVP, whatever number you're looking at, has already been adjusted for the depreciation in the overall market. Okay, so so we've depreciated that number, and then then we have a recon number as well that is figured into our trade numbers. And you know the way it looks like the way it looks like in Iron Guides is that it'll tell you what your average recon is. So let's just say that I tell you that your average recon is twenty five hundred dollars. Where are you getting that from? So average so average recon is coming from Solveda. Okay. Um so <clears throat> so I'll tell you your average recon is twenty five hundred bucks, three thousand dollars, whatever. Um and then you say, actually my recon is ten thousand dollars. So you will put in that ten thousand dollars and then it will and then it will take that additional seven thousand dollars, difference between ten and three is seven. It'll take that additional seven thousand dollars out of your trade values because you're taking in, taking that into account as you're trading the pay, trading the uh, piece of machinery, and then you will do your usage adjustment. So what that usage adjustment is there for? It is to give a premium to the lower hour machines, of course, and give a deduct to the higher hour to the higher hour machines. Um, and that and that usage adjustment is that's what it's for. It's just usage. It's not for recon. It's not for depreciation. It's not for any of that. It is just for, it's an additional adjustment that you can put on that combine or that tractor or that sprayer. Now that usage adjustment is not on the same dollar amount all the way out. So so let's just say that, say you're taking a sprayer in on trade and the average hours is a thousand hours that's inside of the guide. And say that sprayer's actually got 2,000 hours on it. So you'll put in 2,000 hours and then we will give you your your deduction and it will automatically calculate everything for you inside of the guide. Well, there's not a actual dollar amount per hour that is with every single hour that's past that thousand. It's on a sliding scale. So because every because every hour, I think you'd agree with this, every hour doesn't mean exactly the same thing. As you get further, you know, as you get further away, that starts to decrease in the value of the machine. And that's exactly the way that we do it. We slide it. Appreciation curve flattens out. Right. Um, all right. So I want to make sure I understand this. So yep. what you're saying is, so when I'm looking at the guidebook um, and, the, and the grid there, and I'm looking at wholesale and all the different numbers mm-hmm. that are there, resale cash and all those different things, as I'm looking at those numbers, those numbers have any and all recon that, that you have reported to and any, and any and all recon that I've added or taken away from that <clears throat> on there. Those have all been taken out of those numbers and, and folded in, right? Yes. Okay. So that's just a there's there's nothing there. There is. So the only the only thing that's in our trade numbers is the average recon that we've already put in on that we already tell you about inside of that recon. Okay. And that's it. Okay. So when you get to the usage number and you're just looking at it from this is what it costs to and depreciation's been taken out of that. Depreciation's number. already been taken out of it as well, yes. All right, so how do, how are you coming up with the number for the usage? Like because, what, because what is that made up of? It's from sold data as well. Um, oh, so you're looking at like the highest price one with the lowest hours sold for this much, the lowest price one that had the most hours on it sold for this much. Correct. And you're kind of normalizing those. You're normal. So, so we're normalizing them out, and then so we'll do that, and then we will start to look at. So you know we got to look at that depreciation scale as well. Right. So and then as, so as things happen, we'll tweak that a little bit as the as things happen. So for instance, here's a good example. Um, as more machines get on the market, what, what happens? You have more to choose from, right? From, yeah. So, so that so that means that the higher hour machines are probably going to take a bigger deduction. 
Sure. So that means that sliding scale might need to be a little bit more aggressive right. and take more money out of those out of those trades, which is exactly what we did in our winter guide. Right. So we so we that held on to that held on to that dollar amount, that starting dollar amount a little bit more, which takes more money out of the overall machine. Because, you know, like I said, we, we firmly believe that if you have more to choose from, there, you know, when when things weren't as good, when we didn't have a whole lot of inventory, you know, guys, yeah, they were worried about hours, but it was like, hey, this is all I can afford. You know, I have to, you know, I have to, I have to do this and there's nothing else out there. Right. So now that there's more things out there, um, that higher, that higher hour stuff um, is not going to bring much of a, as much of a premium. Yeah. So, so you take like a, just an example is, so you take a 2017, uh, whatever, AR370, whatever, right? Take one of those and you, and you put it out there. What you're looking at is the lowest hour sold report that you have mm-hmm. and the hours associated with that mm-hmm. and the highest or the lowest price, highest hour machine out there. And if you have you know 10,000 reports or whatever that mm-hmm. comes through for that, that model of your machine, what you're doing then is you're taking and looking at well, how fast is the depreciation between each hour mm-hmm. increment that you're seeing and when it comes to dollar value. Right. So you're using the sold data again. To, to the sold data again. Yeah, I mean, uh, every everything that we do, that we do in our guide, um, I'm going to say, I mean, very close to the most part. I mean, there's a few things here and there. Um, but uh, it's built off of that sold data. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's the reason why dealers reporting to us and reporting accurately is very, very, very important. Um, the last thing that I will do once we do that, once we formulate that, you know, formulate those uh, those hours is, you know, of course, okay, so all of this sold data, all of this sold data says this, all right, does this make sense? So then, so then we go back, you know, we go back out in the market, we start to see, okay, so does the, does the difference between here and here, this is what this is going to come out to be if we actually do this, so does this make sense? Right. Does this make sense? Right. Um, so, you know, there has to be some, there has to be, you know, the common sense measure there, you know, sure. a little a little bit. Um, so we'll do, so we'll do that. And then, you know, if I, if, cause you know, there's me and two other gentlemen that, uh, you know, that do it, that do all of this. So, I mean, we have other team members, but it's, it's those two that are the big, the biggest part of it. Um, and if we have any questions about it, I'll just pick up the phone and start calling dealers. Yep. Um, dealers that I have, um, have formulated, uh, relationships with, um, in the past, you know, seven years that I have, that I have been here and, you know, they, they know exactly what we're trying to do. They know exactly what we're after. So we'll start to talk, we'll start to talk about, Hey, does this, you know, you have, you have this machine that has this amount of hours on it, this machine that has this amount of hours on it, same everything, right? Everything. Does this make sense? Does this make sense? And, you know, sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. And we just kind of have to tweak, you know, from there. Yep. I think that kind of comes back into the human element. That's right? exactly right. There's a lot. Of, there's art and science that kind of go into this. Yeah. There's some yeah. lot. I mean, there's there's plenty of logic involved. <clears throat> you know, I mean, you have to you have to understand what you're looking at. Sure. Uh, you know, you have to you have to understand that you know inventory is doing this. What's that mean? You have to understand that interest rates are here. What does that mean? You have to understand commodities are here. What does that mean? Holding costs is here. What does that mean? You have to. There's so I mean, sold report data is our biggest data point, of course. Um, you know, in the way that in in the uh, the links that we go to to make sure that data is the best data humanly possible. Of course, it is our number one data point. 
Um, but after that, there are other things, there are other, you know, pieces of logic that come into, that come into play. Um, that is the reason why, you know, me and the two other gentlemen that actually work on the guide, we have an extensive knowledge of the agricultural industry. Um, you know, uh, Gary, uh, he's been, he's been with the company for almost 20 years. He actually used to own his own dealership. Um, and then, you know, Mr. Mr. Ron, uh, he's been with us for about a year and a half. Uh, he's got 20 plus years worth of, uh, worth of equipment experience. He's been a location manager. He's been a used equipment manager himself. You know, so a lot of, a lot of knowledge there to where we can, we can get together. We can, you know, try to figure out exactly what's going on here. Right. And then, like I said, at the end of the day, we'll pick up the phone and start calling dealers. Yeah. Hey, what do y'all think about this? What do y'all think about that? And now I'm not going to say I'm going to turn a guide number just because one dealer tells me to. Uh, sure. That's yeah. not, that's not the way this works. It's a data point. That's exactly, that's yeah. exactly right. But if you talk to 15 or 20 dealers, that's all across the United States and Canada, and they're all saying the same thing, pretty obvious what's going on. Yep. Yeah, you got to take those data points with a grain of salt. That's exactly you know right. I mean? That's exactly. You got to measure each one of them as they come through. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Um, as you're looking, one more thing on the data piece. So I'm looking <clears> at this data piece, and I've got all these sold reports, mm-hmm. right? So you put the, you put the guidebook out quarterly, yep. right? It comes out every quarter with updated stuff. Let's say that I want to go in and see the the uh, sold reports every day. Is there a way I can do that? You can. You can. So, um, so we have a comp store inside of, inside of Iron Guides. So, um, uh, you'll go in and uh, you'll do your evaluation. And so, as you're doing your evaluation, of course, you're doing that hour adjustment, that usage adjustment. You're clicking your options. You're doing all of that uh, to make sure that you get the most you know accurate information and uh, you know into that assessment. And then you know, and then from there, there's a button that says check comparables. So you'll Click check comparables inside inside of there. You will have your dealer sold data. Um, so on that dealer sold data, the reason why I was talking about you know clicking those options, other than them being very important to the machine, right. is that as you are clicking those options, we were pulling the dealer sold data that is most like the machine that you're evaluating in the background for you. Right. So when you go over to comps and you look in your dealer solds. There's going to be a little bar there that says 75%, 85%, 95%. So that little percentage right there is telling you that based on the options that you selected, the dollar amount of those options that you selected, not just the number, because you know different dollar amounts for different options matter differently. Based on the based on the dollar amount of those selections, this machine is 75% like the options that you selected, right? 85% and so on and so forth. So what are we getting at here? We're getting at a, a option for option selection because, because if, it, if you do, if you have combine, a combine that has tracks on it, then you probably don't want to be looking at wheeled combines. Be about 100,000 short. Be about 100,000 short, roughly. Yeah. If you have a four-wheel drive combine, you don't want to be looking at two-wheel drive combines. Right. So that's the other part of the sold data that I forgot to mention. So when they're going in there looking at this sold data, where I talk about the options, okay. So when they're clicking off, when they're clicking off those options, let's just say that you know you'll have a dealer that'll say this is a four wheel drive combine. Another dealer will say it's a power rear assist. The other dealer will say it's power rear axle. Well, those are it's the same option with three different variations of that option, right? So what? Uh, the folks that uh, the folks that look after that data, what they will do is, is that they will say, actually, you know, four wheel drive is actually power rear axle, which is this is the iron guide option. So right. they will take that four wheel drive out and they will click power rear axle 
and it all builds that description for that sold report inside of inside of our comps tool. So as you're clicking that that option inside of your assessment, it is going to be a apples to apples one to one to one comparison all the way across. Right. Because that's the issue that you, that's the issue that you have is you know if you go into if you go in to start looking at something if you're looking at listings you're looking at that it's like I want all four wheel drive combines. Well, if you click four wheel drive combines, then you know you might and you have five hundred. If if there's if there's descriptions on there that say power rear axle, well, you might be missing half the pot. You right. might be missing a quarter of it. It doesn't, you know, you. I mean, if you're missing, if you want to see the whole picture, you don't really want to be missing one, much less half. So that's so we go to that length to make sure that you're seeing everything, and you will get and you are getting a one to one apples to apples comparison every single time on every single option. That way, you can make the best decision possible. Right on. Okay. All right, John. I think it's a good place to stop. If folks want to reach out to you and get more information about what you're doing here at Iron Solutions. What's the best way to do that? Um, start with a start with an email. Um, so you can email me, uh, John J O N uh, Womack W O M M A C K at RandallRiley.com. Uh, shoot me an email, and it will probably end up in a end up in a phone call. I uh, I like to call people and talk to them. Um, so we can we can start there, and yeah, email me. Lo- I love hearing uh, hearing feedback from customers. Feedback from customers is how we learn. Uh, and, you know, I, I've had, I've had conversations with, you know, with, uh, with clients where, you know, they say, Hey, you know, I, I lost faith in your guide. Um, or have, you know, had, uh, had other conversations to where they said, Hey, I love your guide. You know, that's great. But, but also too, I'm very interested in, you know, Hey, why do you love my guide? But also too, Hey, why don't you lose faith in my guide? as well uh and let's talk about that so um definitely definitely want to talk about talk about it all i'm definitely not going to take it like you're you know you're calling my baby ugly or anything like that i'm not going to be defensive with you or anything like that i'm very interested to see uh see how our how our clients how our customers view us and you know how we can educate each other right on. okay awesome well john i appreciate you being the podcast man uh, yes, we'll look forward to doing this uh, again throughout the year Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. My right pleasure. <clears throat> I'm Casey Seymour with Moving Iron Podcast. Check me out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Moving Iron LLC. Go to LinkedIn at Moving Iron Podcast. Check out TikTok and Snapchat <clears throat> at Moving Iron LLC. And check out the video version over here at the YouTube channel, which is the Moving Iron Podcast YouTube channel. Go to Moving Iron LLC for everything Moving Iron related. And with that, I'm Casey Seymour with John Womack. Let's move some iron, folks. Out. Bye-bye. <clears throat> we done or we doing more? We're going to do the one.